broadcasting from the third coast and recorded live at Tripod South Studio. This is The Hango Show. What's going on with your eyes? Man, I've had a, uh, I had a really bad migraine that lasted a, almost two days. Like this week? This past week? Yeah. It started, Damn. It started Saturday night, and um, I was... Uh, a lot of times, like whenever I'm, I'm wearing my readers, yeah, and I'm looking at my phone for an extended period of time or something, I can take them off and end up my eyes will be a little blurry. And so, so I didn't really think much about it. It was starting to get a little blurry Saturday, Saturday evening. Um, and then uh, late Saturday night, I started to get a little pressure in my head. And then I woke up Sunday morning and I uh, just had just this just full blown migraine. I got a lot of. I got some arthritis in my neck, and yeah. usually whenever the the weather changes, it'll trigger, you know, this stuff. And um, <clears throat> excuse me. And so all day yesterday, I laid in the bed, just cold. Damn, in my man. Head. Oh yeah, it was. It, and, I, and man, my my vision was really blurry yesterday, and um, um, which was I thought was way more odd because I really hadn't had my glasses on or anything like that, and. And, but I just figured they were connected. Um, and this morning I woke up and my head was fine, uh, or the, the migraine had, had gone, but my vision was still, uh, it's, it's like double vision. Even now? Yeah. Dang. And, uh, so I immediately called the doctor and was like, look, man, I need to, I need to get y'all just to okay me and just tell me I'm okay or whatever. And, uh, so they said, well, come on in. And, um, they ran some check. They uh, did a pressure check and um, took the picture through the pupil where you could see all the nerves and stuff in the back. And um, anyway, after after a couple other little tests they did, um, the doctor told me he said it looks like what you've got is some some nerve damage um, to your left eye, and uh, he called it sixth nerve palsy. And, um, which, you know, man, when you're messing with your vision, it's, it's, it's incredibly, uh, sensitive, you know, for everybody. And, um, so, uh, after talking to him for a second, he, he told me that it could be caused by a few different things, pressure, migraines, uh, you could have a tumor, it could be any, all well, sorts that's of a, things. quite a gambit to cover there. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, damn. Yeah. Um, you know, he asked me if I'd been hit in the head or anything. And, um, so basically, man, they've got a CT scan set up for me and, and all sorts of other stuff, um, to, to, to check this out. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm like, if I'm looking at something up close, uh, if I'm reading or something like that, it's it's not as bad, especially if I put my glasses back on. But like on the way over here, when when Judd picked me up to come over, I mean, I was it, it, it looks. I mean, everything is just all Holy sorts shit. of yeah. It's really bad. I mean, I'm. I mean, I can. Last night when I um when I was looking in the mirror, there were there was two of me, and they were about a foot apart. Fuck, man, Jesus, and, and today. They're it they're, closer. They're almost overlapping. They're there. It's like my my shoulders are touching. You mm-hmm. know, 
but it's uh, oh my gosh, man. it's so weird. It came out of nowhere. But you I, hadn't had this problem before, have you? Never. Nothing, you never mentioned it nothing, or anything. No, they but I do get migraines. Did they mention anything about maybe a retinal tear or a retinal? No, everything is everything's good. <laughs> um, it was just, uh, I mean, there's no no sign of cataract, no sign of anything else. Um, and I stay up to speed, man, on my on my eye exams oh, yeah. and everything. You know, I mean, I just had a, a complete physical the first of the year. Blood work was good, everything. Um, so uh, anyway, the in, in order for them to figure out how to treat it, they have to know kind of what's causing it. Um, and it could be it could be bacterial. I could have some sort of an infection, or I could have some sort of um, I don't know something else going on inside my head. So that's the reason for the CT. They want to just kind of figure out what's going on yeah. back there. And uh, so, really, I mean, all day today after I after I left the doctor, um, of course, I had to do some paperwork up at the shop, and then I had to try to go to the bank, <laughs> which. I was, telling, was that fun? I was telling Judd on the way over here. I was like, okay, man. So first of all, I'm like driving down the road with one <laughs> one hand over, over one eye just to keep all the all the traffic on their side of the road, you know, instead of it coming like on both sides you of me. Called, I would came and escorted you around, man. I know, man. Hell, I just. Hell, I didn't even think I was going on. Damn. So going through the. Through the a bank's drive through yeah. to make my deposit. I told Judd, I was like, man, okay. So I had to have one eye closed. I had to hang my head out the window to, to look and see, okay, you got, <laughs> you got two feet on this side. <laughs> I was rolling with you that. The looking out, yeah, looking out on that side. And, uh, and I was creeping like, like a half a mile an hour. I mean, not just like the, the wheels were just barely moving just in case I did bump something or scrape something or whatever. Oh my gosh. I was just thinking, man, if I could just get home, you know, and, uh, so literally when I did go home, when I did make it home, I grabbed a bite to eat and, uh, basically, man, just lay back down. I mean, I've just had the lights off, the AC well, hell on, yeah, dude. I mean, rag on my head, the whole thing. I get migraines m- maybe three times a year, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, but when I get one, it's, I'm in the cave with the mm-hmm. air on. Yeah. I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to see nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to be in the darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, dude. Yeah, it's uh, it's scary, man. You know, mess with. Oh, so, so today also while I was there, um, so the doctor Brent he, he leaves the room for a second, and then he goes and gets another doctor to come in, and and this guy's asking me the same questions and going through some of the same stuff, and he's like, "Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to put some of these numbing drops in your eye, and I'm going to move your eye around a little bit," which. You know, <laughs> that's not something I was really wanting to hear. Sound like fun? No. Nope. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and this, of course, this. Did big, he use a pointy stick and kind of like stir your eyeball around? You went and ground it down a little finer. <laughs> um, and uh, so he he puts these drops in my eyes, which 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 were a little more spicy than I thought they would be. Um, but uh, so anyway, he's over there. He washes his hands and everything. He comes back with this foot long Q tip. He's like, "Okay, just lean back." <laughs> And open Hang your on. eye real, real <laughs> wide, and he grabs like he's up on top of me, man. He's got my eyeball, and he's—I mean, my eye—he's spreading it open, and he's coming with it at this, you know, with this Q-tip, and all of a sudden he's starting to jiggle my eye, and I'm—and I instantly broke out in this cold sweat, yeah. And I mean, I was just like going, 
just, you know, and then he's like, okay, well, let me get this other side. I'm like, all right, stop for a second, man. Let me compose compose myself, man. Cause I literally was in a full body lather within like 15 seconds, you know, of him doing that. And, and, uh, so he goes on the other side and he's rolling it around and moving it and stuff. And I mean, I've got a death grip on those arm I handles. I would have too. Shit. Oh my gosh, man. See, I can't do contacts. Like, like trying to touch my eyeball. Mm. It's impossible. Yeah. Um, Tink got some and she was like, got her eyeballs pried open and trying to stick, <laughs> trying to put, and she can do it. Yeah. Mom. The same way. My mom can sit there and poke herself in the eyeball with her eye wide open. Dude, you wear contacts. Mm-hmm. You have a problem doing it at all? No. Mm. Nancy can't stand it. Nancy can't even watch me put mine in. No, I can't. You're gagging she, Yeah, she's like, <laughs> no. How do you do that? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I tried so many times because I was thinking about getting contacts instead of glasses. So I was going to try to put one of mom's in. And she would she would try to hold me down and open my eyeball open. I, every time she get that that close, I just my eyeballs would pull her fingers apart and clamp shut. I can't do it. Head start moving back <laughs> and stuff. I'm, I've been so. I mean, my whole life been so aware of my sight. Yeah, you know. I mean, I thought from an early age. You know, if I had, you know, if I'd lost my tense, uh, sense of smell or taste or anything, I would want to lose my vision last. Oh yeah. I mean, that would that's my most precious. To me, I mean, sensory. Absolutely. I, you know, to me. And and so I've always been extra careful about, you know, a little more jumpy, you know, around fingers in the face <laughs> and all sorts of craziness or whatever. You know, a toe if an ankle's up around here or whatever. You, you want to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> hell, hell of a weekend, huh? Yeah, you know. But, uh, so, yeah, it's it's uh, it's something I'm dealing with right now, man. I told Judd, I was like, damn, man, my balance is off. My oh, depth yeah. perception. um. You know, I'm just, but I'm the same as you. If I was going to lose a sense, eyeballs would probably be the last eyeballs and hearing because, you know, if I can't see anything, I can't drive anymore. I can't do everything that I enjoy doing, yeah. you know, yeah, the eyes then probably hearing would be second that I, I would not want to lose. Yeah. I mean, that sucks. Dude. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, now that we're 10 minutes in, welcome to the hango show. <laughs> this is your host, Tango Wood. <laughs> Back here tonight with the boys. I got a harpoon and jet. Y'all doing all right tonight besides being quarter blind? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hanging in there, man. Yeah, I had a little medical scare myself this week. Uh, me and Tank went Saturday to donate platelets. And uh, so we go over there. And, you know, I, I used to, when I lived over there close to where I work at now, I live just a couple miles down the street where I work at now. I used to go to donate every other Wednesday because you can donate platelets twice, twice a month. Every two weeks you donate platelets. And I was off every Wednesday. And so on Wednesday, I had a standing appointment there, 1130 AM, donate platelets. Never had an issue ever. We got over there Saturday and she hasn't donated since she was like in college. It's been, been a few years. And so they took me back there and which one of my coworkers is doing the whole pre-screening questioning they check, check like your blood iron your blood pressure all that kind of stuff before they do the donation put the cuff on my arm turn the thing on and my blood pressure was like 172 over 120 something i said that's not right because i've never had blood pressure problems mm-hmm. even back in my wilder younger days like when i was smoking almost three packs a day and drinking non-stop i go to the doctor 
110 over 80 every time. The doctor knew me. How are you doing this? I know your lifestyle. How are you? <laughs> How's your blood pressure? Spot. I was like, I'm, I'm a God. What can I say? You know? And I was like, well, that's not right. And she's like, have you done anything stressful today? I'm like, well, matter of fact, on the way over there, there was a group of about, I'm going to guess 10 motorcycles in a pack, maybe like a quarter mile ahead of us. You know, they were, I had the crew set on 75 and they were staying pretty far ahead of me. And they had passed a semi right in between like an Auburn road, the little stretch there. Passed a semi there. And when they were going back over in the right-hand lane, about the number seven driver hit like a blown tire in the road. And I saw him tumble what? with his motorcycle down the side of the highway. Because when it happened, I grabbed Tink's leg. She goes, what? I said, that guy just crashed bad. And of course, all the bikes pull over. They all go running off. Off the the defilade in that ditch there, I was like, I would stop, but they had already three or four cars that were kind of riding with them. I think there were some people with those guys following them, and they all pulled over. They all jumped out. So I had to see that before I donated blood, you know. So I was like, I'm kind of worked up over that, you know, seeing that happen. And she's like, Well, just you know, take five minutes, get you a bottle of water. We'll try it again. Bottle of water, camera checked it again. It was still the bottom number was still over a hundred. <clears throat> and she's like, well, "You can't donate today." I said, "Give me about ten more minutes." She said, "No, we only check it twice. Then you can't donate today. You, can, you have to wait twenty four hours before you can donate." Damn. It's like well, what? I mean, because I've never, I'm not a salt person at all. You know, I don't put salt on anything except for like French fries and they come right out of the fryer. You know, I use like garlic salt on a steak. You know, I was like, that's, that's, that's crazy. You know, I've never had blood pressure problems ever. And so, uh, me and Tink went and ate with mom and pop of the day and I was telling them about it and mom was like, yeah, you're not, you don't overly salt anything. I don't know what could, I'm not, I, I don't eat like perfectly good, but I eat, you know, I kind of watch. No, not eating McDonald's five times a week or anything. And so Tink said, yeah, but you sure do use, use a lot of Tony Sashery seasoning. I said, oh, yeah, I do. For those who, who don't know, Tony Sashery's is like, it's good stuff. It's good, like Cajun seasoning. It's so good. Yeah. You and can here, put that stuff on pretty much anything. Put it on dog shit and I'll eat it. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, I've been, I've been hitting Tony's pretty heavy recently. Been doing a lot of, she's been like red beans and rice last night. Mm-hmm. So last night she was cooking and she's like, oh, I want to check this Tony's while I got it out. So she's turned it over. She's like, do you want to know? <laughs> I said, what? A serving size, a serving size of Tony's Sasheries is a quarter of a teaspoon. That's a serving size. There's no fat, no cholesterol, no carbohydrates. There's nothing. The only thing that's in Tony Sashery's is sodium. You want to guess how much is in a, a quarter of a table, a teaspoon of Tony Sashery's? 
Probably a day and All a half's worth. Yeah. Just. 15% of your daily allowance. 340 milligrams of sodium and a quarter God. of a teaspoon. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost all salt, then. Yeah, I was like, well, that's my problem right there. Because when we use it, we don't measure a quarter of a teaspoon. <laughs> you shake it. We go the hell. <laughs> you scatter that around all over it, you know. So, yeah, I was like, well, let's cut back on Tony's. Good not, not speaking about Tony's of Tony Sashery's seasoning. I love it. Mm-hmm. If they want to they want to send me a lifetime supply for a sponsorship, I'll take it in a heartbeat. But, yeah, it's pretty damn heavy on the sodium. So, they did check it again before I left. It's, it went back down. It was well down under 100. It's like, well, you could have donated now. I'm like, too late, yeah. according to your rules, you know? So that was my. Wow. And that's that's terrible about that guy, man. Hitting yeah, but it was horrible. Uh, it was a pretty bike, a big touring bike. <clears throat> and it, it looked like, because there was like a lot of that, you know, like a semi will blow like a, mm-hmm. a tire off a trailer or something. And there's like little pieces of it and they had passed that semi and it was like, and they were, they were riding in a, in a group. You ride staggered. So you don't ride side by side. You ride, you know, where bike number one, three and five are on the left-hand side of the lane. You're going to be in and two, four and six are on the right-hand side of the lane. And you're about, about 20 feet behind each other. So if something's in the road, Everybody can kind of move to get around it. You know, you're not running into each other. They were staggered, riding the correct way in a pack. That thunder? Yeah. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> it's supposed to be coming. So anyway, uh, they were riding correctly. And that they went they went to go over into that right lane for passing that semi. I don't know if the guy just didn't see it because you know, they were riding staggered. So the guy in front of him would have been kind of blocking his vision from that side. And I, I saw like he had the death wobble, the handlebars went back and forth and he just, mm. that's one reason I hate right on the interstate. Cause there's so much garbage, mm-hmm. just blown tires and stuff. These local roads and old, old state highways and stuff. The trace always immaculate. Always really, I mean, you might see a you know, dead armadillo or something, mm-hmm. but nothing like the interstate. Jeez. Is that rain falling? Or that the air kick off. Dang. That's coming down. I was like, that was quick. <laughs> it was really quick. How about you, Jig? You have any health problems this week like the rest of us? Uh, not really. I mean, everything's hurting, so it's normal. Yeah. Everything's still alive. <laughs> that rash clear up. Did you just- oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got rid of that. <laughs> now, I was sitting there. I was like, man, harpoons usually here at least at least a quarter before we – a quarter – a quarter to seven, you know. I text, I text the group chat like, "Y'all still coming?" Yeah. I didn't see anybody, so I didn't know. Yeah. Oh man, you want to get into the news? Yeah, man, what's been happening? Oh, everything and anything. Let's see here. A woman filed a two million dollar lawsuit against a North Carolina pastor that she accused of urinating on her while he w- while she was sleeping on a flight. Got that? So somebody that was sitting next to her whizzed on her and yeah, Daniel Chamblers. I don't know. A pastor at Catch the Fire Raleigh Durham Church was accused of peeing on a female flight passenger on a Detroit flight bound uh, from Las Vegas on October twelfth. 
Oh, from Vegas? From Vegas to Detroit. So, that dude is lit up like a Christmas tree. He <laughs> He's a man of God. He wouldn't do something he, like that. Come he, on. He couldn't, he couldn't hold it anymore. <laughs> Alicia Beverly, 28, said that she woke up feeling something warm on her body. And when she looked up to her right, she observed Mr. Chambler's standing next to her, shaking his exposed penis. At least he shook it off before he put it back in his what pants, the, I guess. I don't know. What Demon, about everybody else on the plane? Out. <laughs> I mean, where's the stewardess and all this stuff, man? I mean, you know, what's... That is thunder. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. Mm. Uh, she said that uh, she then noticed that Mr. Chambers urinated on her, and she started screaming, as you do. Uh, when police... Uh, asked the suspect whose breath smelled like alcohol about what happened. He said, I peed on her. (laughs) I thought I was going to the bathroom. (laughs) That was his quote. Chambers' blood alcohol content was .017 upon testing, according to the Winston-Salem Journal. Rookie numbers. He he also... (laughs) It's pretty rookie numbers. (laughs) Uh, He ended up... um, he resigned the next day from his church, as you do. That's, hey man. So we've got a mutual friend of ours uh-huh. uh, who's um, spending life in jail, right? <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> he did a similar thing. No, <laughs> oh yeah, twice. No, okay, yes. <laughs> and I was around both of them. This may have been. He may have done this like quite a bit. Uh, the first time we were. Uh, uh, we were at his house um, in down south when I had a restaurant down south. Yeah. And we had been over to his house, um, we, my girlfriend and I, and a bunch of other people, and had just been shotgunning beers and just, I mean, just took it to the limit. And um, we had decided that we were just going to spend the night on the couch. And um, he had passed out pretty much over there in the recliner. We wake up, you know, of course, she and I are on the couch. We're just laying there, man. And we wake up and he is standing right beside us, taking a whiz on the side of the couch, man. Jesus. Oh, yeah, dude. Right there in the living room, man. Just, I mean, you know, it's one of those where you've been shotgunning beers. So you're standing there for a second. Yeah. You know, you got a couple of beers pent up. You know, you got the same vision you got right now. What am I seeing? what the you know so we start yelling and screaming hey man what are you doing of course we sit up and get out of the way and towel off and yeah. uh yeah, yeah she was she was she was checking herself man did he get anything on me <laughs> looking around and all this of course immediately she's like let's go yeah uh so we did and then uh, fast forward like 10 years or so um he's over at my house where i'm living now and uh there was i don't know a full-blown night of it just again just like that and uh just somewhere in his mind i guess he thought he was in the bathroom and he just walks over to the corner of the room dude no. and just unleashes man in my in my living room and it's like one of those puddle pisses man oh, I mean, it's like, all foamy and stuff <laughs> Man, stop! I'm I'm screaming. Stop! And I and I had that. I don't know if y'all remember or not, man, but I had that big white thick ass uh, shag carpet oh, yeah, yeah. that was in there. It looked like a bear skin. Uh-huh. 
It was like two two inches thick, and I thought, oh my gosh, so man. every bit of that, up. every bit of it, man. It's just gonna be a sponge, man. So the next day, I mean, of course, man, he just just was almost drooling, just didn't even have his eyes open or whatever. Went back over and passed out in the in the recliner again. The next day, dude, I just lit him up. Lit him up. You know, just he's like, bro, I'll clean it up, man. I'm sorry. You know, I'm like, whatever, yo, man. That's my damn living room, man. <laughs> You're pissing in the corner. Yeah. It's like on the office when Dwight and Pam got stuck in the elevator. He had to establish a piss corner. You know, he's. <laughs> They're in the elevator for like five seconds. He's over peeing in the corners. What are you doing? I'm establishing a pee corner. Now, before we get off this subject. Go ahead. Um, there was a, uh, uh, and you may remember this, man. Um, there was a, just another one of those nights, man, at my house. There's a lot of those Packed nights there. for a long time. For, for a while, there was a, it was the place to go. And uh, so we're in there. And everybody's everybody's just doing lots of shots and, and lots of it. Well, anyway, man, you weren't feeling very well. You decided, man, yeah. to go in there to the bathroom, man. You were going to throw up or whatever. You're you're stretched out three quarters of the way on the floor, kind of had one Hanging arm, on. had one arm up on the toilet. You know, we're just just feeling green. And then our another buddy of ours decided, man, that it's it's time for him to take a leak. So he was shooting it over me. <laughs> so yeah. he was straddling you. <laughs> Taking a leak into the bowl, man, and and, and I was just like, oh my gosh, man, it's this chaos. is great. This is great. It? Way before cell phones and stuff like that, man. I had I had to go run and grab a disposable camera, man, and snap off Flick a couple. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was that that picture, man, was up on my office wall, man, for like a couple of years. It was absolutely great. It's them nights, man. Mm-hmm. Gosh, oh, God. oh, President of El Salvador has declared. Bitcoin, their national currency now. Ooh, I saw that, man. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. He said, um, people, uh, if you get paid in Bitcoin, there's no capital gains tax there. And permanent residents or green card holders will be, uh, will be, uh, granted for crypto entrepreneurs. I don't know what all that means. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So Elvis Salador is kind of setting up a um, a haven for people who want to use Bitcoin as an actual currency. They can go there and do it. Well, they're having so much problems, man, with their money. Anyway. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, it's, they're basically trying to get U.S. dollars to to buy anything, and this will help stabilize. I, I think, man, you'll start to see a few more struggling fall, comp- fall, countries. Yeah, follow suit. I just think so, man. I know. I don't know what it is now, but like when we were going to Jamaica, it took a, it took. A hundred Jamaican dollars to make one American dollar, so yeah. beers were like seven hundred Jamaican dollars. Wow! But they, they they took American currency. Unless you were like out like out in the middle of nowhere, Jamaica, everybody else took American currency because yeah. they could just go to one of the exchanges there, like in Montego Bay or mm-hmm. or Ocho Rios or wherever, and exchange it if they needed to. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you see what's going on, like in. You know, Venezuela, of course, a lot of that has to go back to their being a communist government. You know, it's taken like 10 million boulevards to make one American dollar. This is hyperinflation. Yeah. Well, but yeah, I think that could be a that could be a big move for El Salvador, man. People moving down there and using Bitcoin and whatnot. Well, I think I mean, I know Brandy is pretty much our our expert on all the crypto <laughs> stuff. Um, but uh, I, I would really 
encourage folks to, if you're able, to open an account <clears throat> online and buy a portion of a Bitcoin. You know, I mean, if it's a hundred dollars, if it's two hundred dollars, or whatever it is, because once you start seeing, so 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 initially you started seeing some companies like Square and PayPal and things like that. I mean, there were you know these major companies that were that were starting to take it or are starting to move it around stuff like that. Now you're seeing countries you know, start to adopt it in, in five or 10 years from now, you know, when it's way, I mean, there's, there's plenty of countries and lots of, you know, it's, it's way more universal. Um, it'll be very expensive. One and, thing is, I mean, what's going to really help them, these, these guys, it's these countries who are dealing with runaway hyperinflation and everything. That's the best part about probably the best part about Bitcoin is that it is, Finite. There's only 21 million to be mined, you know, and you can't mine more until other ones are burnt off. So it's going to cut out turning on the money printer. Mm-hmm. You know, so it'll stabilize their currency at the very least. Um, you, you know, Dave Portnoy is. The name sounds from he's the guy who started Barstool Sports. Okay, all right, real douchebag. Real douchebag. Oh. <laughs> if you know or not, he's a douchebag. Uh, um, he bought Bitcoin back, was it 2017, 2016, when it had the huge skyrocket to when it hit like 20,000 or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Um, he bought at the, he bought it at peak there. Remember it, it, it then it plummeted like to $6,000. Yeah. And he sold it all at $6,000. Oh my gosh. And then he bought GameStop at its peak at three hundred and something dollars, and remember, and then it crashed out the next week, and he sold it all at the bottom price of forty dollars. He and then, then everybody calls him a paper-handed bitch and everything because he ain't hanging onto his investments. He did a whole video today about he's picking up all these little alt bullshit coins that are coming up now that are nothing but scams. He picked like Safe Moon or, or Safer Moon or one of them. Like, this is the one I'm going to go with. I'm hanging on forever. I'm going to do it this time. I'm like. Yeah, but you're investing in a scam. <laughs> Why are you picking that one? You know, like there's a ton of them. All these coins that are coming out now. Oh yeah, uh, Safer Moon, Safe Galaxy, Safe Star, all this bullshit. All these little bitty bullshit coins that are coming out now are nothing but exit scams. People are starting them, get a bunch of investment, and they shut the whole thing down, website and all. You know, so if you are going to invest in them. Be careful what you're investing in. Yeah. Do your research for sure. It's just like being in the stock market. Absolutely. You know, you, you, you've got some companies that are, um, that are very, very, uh, speculative, you know? So just say, for example, you had a thousand dollars that you were going to invest. You know, you definitely want to put probably say 75 or 80% of that into something like Apple. Or yeah. something, something that's not, you know, I mean, everybody's got an Amazon, Apple phone, you know, Amazon, yeah, something, you know, like that. <clears throat> and then take your last 20%. If you wanted to gamble or if you wanted to buy something a little more speculative or something like that, you know, then put a little bit more of your, your play money into that. Yeah. But you see a lot of folks, man, I see, I see a lot of videos and stuff of, of people that are just like what you're saying, you know, looking for these, these coins or this, this cryptocurrency that is just like a, a like a billionth of a penny or something like that, you know, and if they put a hundred bucks in or a thousand bucks in it and it goes to a penny, they're like going, Hey man, I'm the next Trump, you know? And well, it's like, I love Brandy, love her to death, love her. 
you know, this is nothing against her, but she's at one point she was talking about uh, Elon Gate or Safe Moon or one of them. She's like, yeah, if it gets to a half a cent, we're going to be made. It's not going to get there. It's not going to happen. The market is flooded with all these bullshit coins. And, you know, about 90% of them are going to fucking die. Fuck, Dogecoin was a joke when it was made, you know. That's made her a lot of money. I mean, well, and I'm glad, glad it did. Yeah. So I told her, I said, I'm glad you got out. Oh, I still got some in there. Well, get it out now. Well, she's trying. I mean, she's, I mean, honestly, if you're going to do uh, something like that, if you're going to invest, then, you know, she's, she's doing it a little, a, a little bit along the right way to do it. Well, you she's know, cautious it, at least. Let it run and then take out, you know, she took out way more than her initial investment. Oh, I mean, yes. A lot more. And then, so whatever's left over is pretty much play money. Play money, right. You know, so, I mean, if it goes to zero, she's not lost anything. She's still made a fortune. If it goes to, you know, whatever, then that's just, that's just extra cream. Yeah, on the I don't like losing anything. I want them all to be winners. <laughs> yeah. I got out when I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's got some gamble in her, man. I've oh, definitely she does. got some gamble yes. in me. And, and, you know, if you're a little bit more conservative, you know, then you probably shouldn't be doing things like that. You know? now, I'm. Like it's not a knock on her. She's she is. I think I've got a lot of gamble in me, but I'm also I I like to look a gift horse in the mouth. You know, I'm not going to be petting a burning dog. I, I want to get my money out before before the dog goes up in flames. You know, mm-hmm. um, some folks can just let it ride, man. And I, I don't guess I guess I don't have the the balls to do it. You know, I, I like to have my money in the in my pocket <laughs> instead of hanging out there on a wire. Um. Oh, I saw this. I thought you'd enjoy this too. Um, let's see here. Uh, you can't make this stuff up. During a campaign event Tuesday night, a drone dang- dangling a rainbow-colored dildo interrupted a speech by a sheriff, by a county sheriff running for mayor, and a man who tried to save it from capture was arrested after he allegedly assaulted the sheriff and, and the staff in process. Because it's 2021, the dildo drone has its own Twitter account, which captured the drone in action. According to a criminal complaint filed in Metropolitan Court, uh, Kalen Dreyer, 20, was arrested for battery and resisting an officer after he allegedly took a swing at the sheriff when off-duty officers attempted to take him into custody. That was the end of the story until the sheriff decided to hold a press conference on Wednesday, where he accused the campaign of his rival, incumbent mayor Tim Keller, of being behind the stunt. <laughs> For their part, Keller's campaign denounced the stunt as immature, denied any involvement. So the the dumb chopper, has, I think it was just in Arizona somewhere, I believe. But yeah, so this guy's been trolling this sheriff with a dong chopper during his campaign. A rainbow dong. A rainbow dong. <laughs> that is, and then you got somebody, man, that's that's doing everything they can to try to catch it. <laughs> Which is just hilarity. They're <laughs> jumping correct. up, trying to grab a dick out of the air. <laughs> you think he was using his hands or just jumping up trying to bite it? <laughs> it's my With hands. <laughs> Oh, God. That's crazy. I got this one uh, from the Yale News for Jut. You're going to be, this is, this is shocking news. Okay. Shocking. The ban on flavored vaping may have led teens to cigarettes. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Im- imagine that. Just what you, we've been yelling for like the last 10 years. Yeah. They, they, just, they think we're stupid, you know, honestly. We are. I mean, we're, and, right? Uh, 
no, no. <laughs> when San Francisco voters overwhelmingly approved a 2018 ballot measure banning the sale of flavored tobacco products, including menthol cigarettes and flavored vape liquids, public health is so public health advocates celebrated. After all, tobacco use poses a significant threat to public health and health health equity, and flavors are partially attractive are particularly attractive to youth. But according to a new study from the Yale School of Public Health, that law may have had the opposite effect. Analysis found that after the ban's implementation, high school students' odds of smoking conventional cigarettes doubled in San Francisco's school district relative to trends in districts without the ban, even when adjusting for individual demographics and other tobacco policies. This is not surprising in the least. That's no, crazy. Not at all. <laughs> I mean, I mean <laughs> what happened? Well, I mean, it's a perfect example of how prohibition works. Yep. You know, it doesn't. And, you know, that's what we've been dealing with now for the better part of, shit. you know, six, eight years in all this. It's it's just one ban after, after another ban after another ban. And we're like, hey, how about we stop the bans and let the law do its job? You know, you're hold the people that are selling it responsible sure but also hold your you know these teens that don't need it and are breaking the law to get it enforce the law yeah there's it's 21 for a reason same with alcohol same with you know regular gambling tobacco and everything gambling else. yeah everything let the law do its job or you know let the let the bad players show themselves yeah. and get them out of the way it's how the market works right the bad players will eventually disappear you just have to give it time to work. This is it's amazing to me. They thought that that banning this stuff was going to make kids not smoke. Sure. Yeah. You know, it, it's yeah. when I was in high school, kids smoked. Oh, when yeah. you were in high school, kids smoked. When you were in high school, kids smoked. Kids are going to try to smoke because it's rebellious and or badass or they're addicted to it or whatever. Or they it may had be. parents that smoked. Or they had parents that smoked. You know, that, you know, that's a big one too. Yep. So, you know. Rather than giving them a safer, I'll say safer alternative to, to smoking, they ban that alternative altogether. It, well, now they're just going to smoke regular cigarettes. Yeah. And then they're shocked that nothing has changed. You know, it's been going on since cigarettes came out, you know. Yeah. And I've got a, um, I had a thought, I don't know, several weeks ago, and I don't know, I may have, I may have said it on here, may not have. I, I don't remember saying it, but our friends at Delta 8, um, I, I was thinking, and I was wondering if, if they had the ability or if they had products that had like a menthol flavor to it or something, you know, like any kind of these flavors. I don't think that, any of theirs are, are flavored menthol. Now they have other ones that are different, different fruit flavors or whatever. I don't think they have any menthol flavor. It'll be, well, the, the flavors mostly, um, are going to be terpene. Yeah. It's based. terpenes. It's terpene based flavor. Um, so, so what is that? I don't know. Well, the terpenes is what they add to and, uh, take it from the natural plant and mix it in. I think that's how that works. Um, I'm not a chemist. Yeah, in that, I don't but, think they're uh, actually added is I think that is, is flavor profiles. They pull out of the hemp itself. So I was thinking, you know, cause I think, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago we were talking about some of the bands and things that they were doing on some of those vaping products. And I started thinking to myself, well, man, you know, all this, all the hemp and all the, the, uh, the new, um, 
legalization mm-hmm. of marijuana and stuff like that. I mean, if if they were to take some of those flavors and and add it to some of that stuff, you know, I mean, if if people would, you know, start moving over to it just because of the if if the menthol is what they're looking for right. or the or whatever, I don't know. Like, I think you could definitely do that with uh, with an isolate, you know, delta eight THC. I think for sure you could mix in, you know, the same type of ingredients they use in uh, vape vape liquids, like uh, you know their menthol flavoring or culotta, which gives it that ice kind of hit to it, that cooling hit. Um, I I think sure uh, with delta eight being an isolate, you could absolutely mix flavoring in with it and do whatever you wanted to with it. What about um, you, man? What you been doing on your time off? <sighs> Nothing. Um, still having a lot of problems with sleep, which I've never been a really sound sleeper anyway. So last week when I was when I was working, man, I did, didn't sleep for shit every single day. I, I woke up at some point, um, and then I didn't sleep up my first day off this week. I don't know what my deal is. I don't know if it's this, the Seasons changing. That's hard on your body. The sun's the sun's up more now than what it is during the winter. The sun's down when I get home, and the sun's down when I wake up. So it's like I'm in perpetual night, you know, all the time. Um, yeah, I mean, nothing really went on that much. Um, we uh, you got it. Stretch. Don't go. Stretch arms. Stretch for that Miller light. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, save something somewhere. Hang on a second. I swear, swear I saved another news article. Any UFO news or Bigfoot news or any of that kind of stuff? Let's talk about UFOs. What do you think? Do you think it's real? You think it's all a ruse? No, yeah, I think there's some, there's, there's definitely some things out there flying around and and all sorts of stuff. I mean, you know, you, there's all sorts of rabbit hole stuff you can go down. You know, with thinking that there's, you know, stuff in the middle of the earth or that what I mean, all sorts of it. Um, but I. I just think that it's just too the the probability is too big for there to be something else outside of Earth. You know, I agree. You know, I think that the universe universe is way too vast. There not to be any other intelligent life anywhere else out there. Yeah, sure. They hadn't advanced further than us. I mean, that's that's. Or even if they're just little fish out there just swimming well, around in some, some stuff. I mean, you know, I mean, there's got to be something else out there. They, they, they found, like, bacteria, like, on Mars. That's a living organism. Mm-hmm. So who am I to say there's not Earth 2 way out in the universe that's either at our point or advanced us by a thousand years in sure. technology? You know, who knows? But do you are you on the alien train at all, Chud? <laughs> You never even really talked about aliens. Yeah. Um, I think that, I don't know. Um, I, I definitely think there, we're not the only people. Yeah. You know, uh, that's ridiculous to think. Um, or whatever we are, you know, uh, talking, honestly, <laughs> I think we're, we're all aliens, you know, we're all floating around on a rock in the galaxy Yeah. who, you know, we, we gave ourselves the term humans. We made but, it up. <laughs> I mean, let's not pretend that we're not stuck on a, you know, globe in the middle of nowhere. That's debatable. And it we're the only flat. ones, you know. Could be a plate. Okay. 
could, could be on the back of a turtle, you know, <laughs> whatever. Space, like Freya. Yeah, space um, tortoise. <laughs> what was, uh, uh, shit. Where's it at? <laughs> Gotta find it. <laughs> I had a thought. It's floating away. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think it's, it's very selfish to think that we're the only things in the entire universe. You know, I, I, it's inconceivable. Number one, the universe is inconceivable. I think it was constantly expanding. It's constantly growing. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Was they had a, uh, Oh, um, what it was. They got a picture of a black hole and they're trying No, it wouldn't It was a black hole and they dated it. And like it, the first lights were getting from it. They dated it. It happened like the year Charlemagne became emperor. And we're just now seeing it's how far away it is. You know, when you look at that, trying to understand uh, the speed of light, you know, when we see light from some stars, it's taken that light thousands of years mm-hmm. just to get where we can see it. And it's, it's kind of hard to kind of hard to understand time in, in that kind of way you know it's, it's it really boggles the mind sometimes yeah absolutely there was a uh um i don't know if you call it an analogy or whatever <clears throat> somebody was talking about you talking about how big the uh the universe is um one of the guys uh that uh, this video that i was watching the guy said if you'll think about um in the amazon at the top of one of these very, very tall trees, underneath a leaf, there's a, a some bugs that live there. And to them, maybe the branch that they live on is is their earth or their world or their, their you know, whatever. But on that tree, there may be a hundred branches. Yeah. And each one has got a thousand leaves on it that has a colony of bugs on it that think that this they're the only ones and that's just one tree in a jillion trees in that forest only in that part of the world and the world has jillions of trees on it that have lots of bugs on it that that, you know that every little bug colony thinks that they're the only ones we're the only ones (laughs) and uh you know and not to mention that you know we're just one planet and a in a jillion other planets and suns and stuff that are out there so it just kind of makes you understand how small everything is you know and how like you said man um it would it would almost be i forgot how you just said arrogant to to think that we're we're the only ones yeah we could only be i mean there couldn't be anything else out there you know because we've not seen it we've not you know we've not we don't have any proof or or maybe we do, and everybody's just holding it in, you know, just saying. I mean, they're starting to kind of leak out some things, you know, and say that technology of that little flying tic-tac, there ain't no way that, that we have anything like that. That's at least 100 years ahead of us. Well, that's that's the one that kind of opened the floodgates when Lieutenant Commander uh, Fravor, the the naval aviator. Uh, started, Is that from the Nimitz? Yeah, the guy that, from the USS Nimitz. Yeah. Um, which I'd found out I knew him got 10 years before he came out to talk about that stuff. There was a documentary called carrier that came on uh, PBS. It's like a 10 part documentary and it's on the USS Nimitz, which is, which at the time was like the, one of the biggest aircraft carriers that the U S had. And they had a documentary crew took a whole cruise with them 
they, they left San Diego and they went like to Hawaii and to Hong Kong. They got to Hong Kong and they got back on the boat. They're like, we're headed north. And it was back during the whole North Korea missile testing stuff when it first started kicking off. So they started heading north and they got about halfway there. They're like, ah, right, we're turning around going back. <laughs> so they sent them like back out, like, um, like they went to like Bahrain, Australia, then Bahrain, then into the Persian Gulf and did some support stuff there during uh, Iraq stuff. Iraq war. Um, but he was on that documentary. He was stationed on the Nimitz. And uh, so, yeah, when I, they said his name, I'm like, oh, I know that name. Where do I know that? Oh, yeah, he was on that documentary, you know. And so when he started coming out talking about, you know, we saw this over the coast of San Diego. And it did. That. Then he went on Joe Rogan and kind of gave the whole explanation of what he saw. You know, that kind of opened the floodgates the Navy releasing and the Air Force releasing all these, all this footage they had of all these different unexplained uh, sightings. And uh, they had a paper come out this week and, and part of it was claiming that the U.S. believed that these either be Russian or Chinese aircraft that advanced beyond us. I'm like, that's some fucking bullshit. Because the U.S. government would have known about anything Russia or China was doing to get a leg up on us. They would have known about that years beforehand. There ain't no way. Well, you think about how scary that is if it's true and they're that advanced. If it's true, then we're, we're already fucked. Yeah. You can get a whisper. You can say, say fucked on this show. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's, but there's no way that the U.S. government, with their massive military budget, got surpassed by China, who just released their new fighter jet, and it was all just copy-paste shit from leaked American designs and it barely fucking runs. There's no way them or Russia have got a leg up on us that far ahead. It sounds like just bullshit. Try to explain it away. I'm not buying it. Uh, switch topics. Do you, do you see anything about the, uh, Jake Paul, uh, Mayweather fight? Do you see any clips from it? I, I did see a few clips. Yeah. Um, I thought that um, the pre-announcement that there wasn't going to be any kind of a, a winner, winner and a loser. Yeah, um, I thought that was I thought that was real interesting. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't really think that it would actually go. You know, back when they were starting to talk about it and stuff like that, I didn't think that that Mayweather would would risk his fifty and zero with with some lucky punch guy. Did you see the payouts? Uh, uh-uh, I didn't. Mayweather got a hundred million dollars. Uh, Jake got $250,000 plus 10% of the pay-per-view buys. What the hell? A <laughs> hundred million versus a... But I think, I think that he owns, he's a partner in that Triller or Trilla or whatever the app they use to broadcast those fights on. I think he's involved with them on shares in the company or something. Who, Paul? Paul. Oh, wow. Also, before I say this, this was an alleged report from the New York Times. I'm not saying this. I'm just reporting what the New York Times said. And they supposedly vetted this article a lot. Jake Paul's been accused of rape. Yeah. The New York Times wrote that with vetted sources, apparently. That he forced a girl into like oral sex or something. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was shocked when I heard it. But like I said, I'm not saying that. I'm reporting the headline that the New York Times did. I've heard the Pauls are a bit litigious and will kind of go after anybody saying stuff like that. But that's what the New York Times said. Wow. And they vetted it. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, Francis Naganyu had a comment about the, <laughs> the Jake Paul fight. What did he say? He said, how's I owing one guy making this kind of money? Just, just to get... get of course, Mayweather didn't do anything. Jake Paul was throwing like haymakers over and over, and probably one of the best defensive boxers in the world ever. Mayweather, and he's just slapping him, slapping him back. Oh yeah, it, it was never, never a problem for him. And, and was it four rounds? Eight, eight rounds. Okay, golly, man. And Floyd could have dropped him. They won't give him a bad show. Smirking. Yep. Nice. He, Paul was like jabbing at him. He was side to side. I think Jake Paul threw like three or four hundred punches and landed less than a hundred. And I think uh, Mayweather threw like a hundred and ten punches and landed seventy nine of them. I saw a couple of punches he was effective that, that he uh, that he threw. Man, he he, he rattled uh, Paul's head oh, a yeah. couple times. He's like, I mean, he's had broke his hands number of times. He had a lot of problems there for a while. Mayweather. Breaking his hands almost every single fight. Mm. I mean, he's been doing it since he was able to walk. Yeah, you know, you don't do it for so long, like anything. But you can can you imagine, man, twelve million dollars a round? Fuck yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> now, and and Jake Paul, he's a lot bigger than Mayweather too, wasn't he? Oh yeah, I think he weighed like one sixty. Oh, look at this picture. <laughs> it's it's Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> In a tux, and he's kissing Jake Paul on the forehead in a bridal gown. <laughs> oh, God. Got him hugged up. That's crazy. Um, let me get the, uh, let me find the actual. Mm. That's nuts. Yeah, he, um, one second here. But it's all, I mean, he's, uh, Jake Paul is following Conor McGregor's, uh, Mo man, I mean he's he's out there, he's loud, he's he's stirring up some stuff, and that's the reason why he's getting all the money. You know, the guys that are that are much better fighters that don't have the personality or don't have the internet exposure or the crowd behind them or the followers or whatever you want to call it, uh, that's the reason why they're not making the the bigger money. Yeah, I mean, it takes a special kind of person to do something like that, though. I think you're either born with that, with that charisma and that ability to stir the shit pot. Connor was one. Chael Sonnen was a master at, at it when he was in, in the in the UFC. Chael Sonnen talked shit like a wrestler. Mm-hmm. I mean, he would cut promos that didn't even seem like promos. You thought he was being serious. And, and he, was very, he was really good, too. Fuck, yeah, they had the <laughs> shit to back it up. I mean, he was a, a world-class wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, He's talking about going to uh, Anderson Silva's house and slapping his wife on the ass and tell her to cook his steak the way he likes it, medium rare. You know, <laughs> that became such a, people were wearing like medium rare t-shirts. <laughs> it's a medium rare across it. You either have that ability to, to, to talk shit, that the wit and the charisma to do that, or you don't. Yeah. And that's not something you really learn. That's something you're kind of, the get the gaps kind of something you're born with. <clears throat> and the UFC, you didn't see it really until recently. For years, it was always a lot of mutual respect between fighters at all, at all stages. 
not a whole lot of shit talking. Tito. Tito. Tito and Ken. Yeah, couple you know, of, they yeah, did their thing. A couple of the earlier ones, man. You know. But like I said, it was but now everybody's trying to do it because they saw what Connor got. Connor got paid. Oh yeah. You know. Um and that's reason I mean, even when you think back to professional wrestling, who do you think about the most? The guys who talk the best shit. Yeah. Your Ric Flair's, your your Steve Austin's, you know, those are the guys that come to mind. You know, when you, when you think about a professional wrestler, a Hulk Hogan. You know, Savage, Randy Savage. You know, he didn't make sense half the time. <laughs> he didn't have it to. Was, it was great to watch him. <laughs> you know, but you don't think about you know, Big Van Vader. He really he didn't cut a great promo. You know, there was some some guy. Like, it's something that you you can't be taught. You either either got that in you or you don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think those are the ones, man. That, that you know that that have the interest, people's interest. Mm-hmm. You know, you're they're they're interested. Or, you know, they want to almost see that guy fail. Yeah, it, it, they get so popular. People people hate to love them, yeah. love to hate them. Yeah, it's the same way with like you know like Howard Stern. You know, people who hated him listened to him more than people who who liked him. You know, just because they wanted to see what he was going to say next to make them even matter. Mm. You know. Uh, Trump, same way. He would just tweet shit just just to rattle the cage, you know. Yeah. There were journalists who made their life off responding to his tweets every day. You know. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's uh, I've always cheered for the bad guy. I don't know why. I think I'm probably the only kid who watched He-Man and cheered for Skeletor. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's good or not. Come you on, know? Man, get him. Get him one time. Um. Yeah, the mid nineties when when wrestling got hot again, it was Steve Austin everything. Steve Austin this, Steve Austin that. Just because he was the antihero, it was the first time I li- listened to a uh, podcast called Business Wars. They did one about the WCW WWF feud. You know how they both got started and everything. Vince didn't want to push Steve Austin. He was supposed to be a heel, supposed to be a bad guy. He's supposed to be the guy that everybody booed. He had to be talked into pushing Steve Austin as, as a top talent. He's like, he, he shouldn't be doing what it's the first time that, that wrestling had to take the fans into consideration. The fans were cheering for a guy they wanted them to hate and they couldn't understand it. Wow. You know, cause for years, you know who the bad guy was, you know who the good guy was. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, I think, like I said, I think you're either born with the talent to stir the shit pot or talk shit or you're just, or you're not. Now Connor's got a, a third fight coming up with, uh, Dustin Portier. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's they've they've had one, they've had they've each won one. Um, Connor beat him earlier in his career, and then this last fight, Portier won, and now they've got a, a third fight coming up. I'm thinking it's in July, end of July. Um, but uh, I mean, you know, the, so the uh, so the first time they fought, of course, Connor was Connor and he was just yappity yap, you know. And the second time they fought, Connor was way more reserved, way more respectful. You know, he had made all of his money and stuff and he's just, you know, trying to be a good guy or whatever. And then he lost, you know. And now I've seen a couple of interviews with him and he's just like, okay, man, I mean, that's enough. I'm, I'm, I'm back in. It's, it's, it's back to the old Connor. Here I am, but I haven't seen a whole lot of smack talk, but I've seen him training, you know, a couple of videos. I mean, that dude's a, he's an incredible athlete. Yeah. You know, and, um, but anyway, uh, that'll be, that'll be coming up soon. Well, some of the shit he said back in the day was just so fucking wild. He would just say the most, like when he, when Khabib 
posted that picture on Twitter of him and his wife at their wedding, you know, in Khabib's from Dagestan, which is like a Muslim area of, of Russia. And she had on like, like a white burqa. So she's covered from head to toe. <coughs> he posted that picture of him and her and their wedding on his Twitter page. And Connor wrote, you married a towel, mate. Holy smoke. And yeah, it was fucking strong. <laughs> it was pandemonium that he had to come out and apologize for that shit. Wow. And then when he was fighting, uh, Jose Aldo, you know, he said, you should, you should be glad we're in present times because if this was back in the day, I would have rode into your favela on a white horse and a sword and <laughs> conquered your whole country. <laughs> just, Wild shit. <laughs> and it was not, let me get the exact quote on that. I mean, cause it was, it was pretty damn close. Uh, let's see here. You know, and I would, I would Jose Aldo, man. I mean, he was a, he was an incredible fight. I don't think he had lost up until that point. Has he? Well, the problem with Jose, he held the title for like nine years. Yeah. I mean, he was, but he was like, Oh, I got hurt. I need nine months off. Oh, I got hurt. I need four months off. Oh. So there was so many. Injury stoppages. Oh, he, was, he was cycling. That's all it was. He was cycling off his steroids. Oh. <laughs> Let me find this quote right quick. Uh, so, here's some of McGregor's famous quotes. On his welterweight debut against Nate Diaz, the only weight I give a fuck about is the weight of them checks, and my checks are always super heavyweight. <laughs> Conor McGregor, ahead of his match against Rafael Dos Anjos, me and Jesus are cool. I'm cool with all the gods. God recognizes gods. Connor being Connor. Uh, let's see here. I gotta find the one about the f- favela. I fucking lost my shit when I read that. After his win at UFC 202 against Nate Diaz. Surprise, surprise, motherfuckers. The king is back. <laughs> that. Give me one second. That's, that kind of reminds me of an old saying that Jig once did, man. He, <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> surprise, surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> Here's some more beer. <laughs> hey, this is the exact quote. I would, in, I would invade your favela on horseback and kill anyone who is not fit to work. But we're in a new time now. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. He's saying the only thing is stopping him from... Conquering Brazil is that hey it's, it's 21st century, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just just some of the most wild shit he he has said. Just that watch that he got made. I sent y'all the other day. The the, the diamond encrusted watch. It had the man and woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. doing like doggy style on the bed yeah, in the that's, bottom. That's crazy. I mean, Why? That's that proper twelve money going going to good good use. I guess. <laughs> Oh man, so you want to talk about the? Uh, you sent me some pictures this past week. Sent us some pictures this past week from some of the uh, the girls on uh, in the dating pool. Oh gosh. Um, no, it, number it, one, what the fuck? <laughs> Why? Well, <clears throat> I, I've I've started to realize, man, that you know it's it's not as it's not as funny, you know, because that's really that's that's real people out there. Yeah, but wait a minute. They posted those pictures. Oh yeah, they could put. They could. You could pick better pictures, and they could have painted the barn a little bit, make it look better. Right. But there's there's some definitely some folks, man, that are just you think to yourself, holy smoke, man. I mean, I I thought that I was in trouble. 
you know, that you're, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna need a, a little more help, man. I, oh my goodness. Yeah. It's a, it, it's, it's being single sucks, man. I just say it every single time and it's just, it's just, it is what it is. I'm sure there's a, a lot of people out there that are just like going, man, are you crazy, man? Being single is the best ever. Um, and I, and I guess it's just that point in my life. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, 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 you know, been there, done that and got a trunk full of t-shirts from it. But, um, you know, I'm, I just, I just want to just hang out and just be cool with somebody and have dinner and, you know, share things with, uh, you know, just looking for somebody with a good soul and, uh, and, and these dating sites, you know, I mean, I have, I have quite a few people that'll, I guess, have swiped right on, on my, uh, profile and, and, um, you know, and I'll get, you know, several, um, people saying, you know, Hey, how you doing? Or, you know, just trying to start a little conversation up. And, um, it's, I don't know, man, it's, it's just so awkward, you know, yeah. I mean, you got to start a conversation with, with somebody, you know, anything about, and all you really have seen is a picture and it's, uh, it's a hard way to. To start a conversation. It's, it's difficult, you know, and then sometimes, man, you just run out of things to say yeah. because you just don't know, you know, other than, you know, you just, I don't know. I mean, it's just different and it's just, it just really sucks. And and there are, and I do come across a lot of pictures and there's a lot of pictures I haven't sent you guys, you know, that I just, I would just think to myself, oh my gosh, man, I should send it. And it looked like a, like a lot like that dude. <laughs> Um, leave Joe Boo alone. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and then I, and, and there's something inside of me one, one day here recently, man, I was just like, when you stop making fun of that person, you know, just something. I mean, I just, you know, I was thinking, you know, cause you know, that's really not, I, I don't really make fun of anybody for anything really. And, and no, uh, I took it when you sent it to me, I took it as you were saying, this is what I was talking about. People put anything on their profile. Yeah. Any picture they, they find. Yeah. It's, and, you know, some people, you know, and I've, and I've actually, just because it's, it's who I am, it's what I do. If, it, if I find an interest or if I have an interest or something like that, then I'll usually research it, you know, um, all this stuff. So I've started watching some, some, some videos on online dating and all this stuff like that and trying to give you some advice on different things and stuff because I'm completely green to it. And, uh, you know, and, and there's several people that need to watch a few of those videos, you know, that, that need to say, you know, Hey, this is, this is something that, you know, you got to make, you got to make a first impression. You got to make it really quick and it's got to be a good one. Otherwise, man, you're not going to get the, the opportunity to step up to bat to even take a swing, you know, and see if you have chemistry or not. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's different. Um, well, I think, it, I don't think that I would adapt to that very well myself simply because most people I dated, I met through mutual friends. Like, you know, me and Tink, we met through, through Judd and Nance, yeah. you know, um, most folks I dated were because we had some kind of mutual connection. Sure. I, I went to a party that my cousin was throwing and they happened to be there because their friend knew my cousin. It was always some kind of, you know, it's like the, the red strings and the conspiracy boards and you can kind of tie them all together. Um, there were very few people that, that I went on a dated or even went on a date with. I didn't know them through some kind of mutual acquaintance. You oh, know? Yeah. And so going, going into it virtually blind on a, 
a chat app pretty much, you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to, to, to make that jump. I, I really feel like, um, old school guys like us, you know, who have always dated, like you said, you know, you meet somebody in person, you, or you, you've, you've, you have some sort of a physical upfront connection, you know, site and talk to them or whatever. There's a whole lot of people that have never done that. Yeah. That have never, the, the only interaction they've ever had has been online. Yeah. Um, and I really feel sorry for those people because once you get off, I mean, okay, so say you have this gift of, you know, talking and chatting and, and making these connections and things like that. Now, all of a sudden, you know, you have to take it to a point where, hey, we're actually going to meet. You know, we're actually going to talk and we're actually going to have some sort of a, a physical, you know, interaction of to, some sort. Go out yeah. to dinner. We're going to do something. And these people that don't have that, um, that background, you know, are, are just, they're just, they're just fumbling through it. It's almost like a skill set, you know, to be able to oh, know yeah. how to go to dinner, how to order food, you know, how to get a reservation. And some people, some people have never had that experience ever. No. No, you're exactly right, man. I mean, and, 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 and us three guys sitting here at this table right now, you know, we have all had real world experiences to where we have to, we, we have to be the leader. We have to make these decisions, you know, business wise or family wise or whatever, you know, and it, when you kind of dummy it down, you know, going to dinner is, is, is so basic versus some of the other major decisions that we've made in our life. And, and, um, you know, you know, we all, we all talk to, to people really easily, you know, because of our businesses or just who we are and friends. And we have a lot of, we have a lot of friends, you know, where there's a lot of people that don't, yeah. you know, and, um, it's, uh, it, it's, it, it's kind of scary to think that, that there's so many people out there that don't know how to interact. And I, and I've talked to you all about, you know, people that come to apply for a job, you know, and how awkward they are because they've never, they've never talked to somebody in person, you know, and, or had that, you know, they, they stand off like 15 feet from you want to talk to your chat to you or something or come in dressed way inappropriate or. Well, I, I, you probably saw that a lot as the internet age grew. Yes. People having less and less and less face-to-face contact and all through screens. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's got to be. I don't. I, I'm a people person. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll I'll talk somebody's ear off that I first meet. You know, um, I and and Tink is the exact opposite. She's very introverted. Um, she don't get close to somebody until she actually gets to know them. Um can have like some social anxiety this is because she don't like being I don't know, exposed out in public, you know, and me, I get on a plane and start a sing along, you know, yeah. we're popping beers, popping corks. We're going on vacation, you know, um, I get invited to weddings from somebody I meet five minutes before, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, I don't know why people trust me <laughs> or cling to me or whatever. But I would imagine probably over the last 15 years, you've seen a steady decline of person-to-person skills at, at your business with the kids you have coming in. I really do. And and it is, as crazy as this sounds, I, I see guys getting a lot less manly. Mm. I, you know, you, you see yeah, – or I see um, – I see some, some real, like, guy guys, you know, out there. But 
way more sprinkled in are the uh, um soy boys yeah Yeah. you know real soft-spoken real meek we're gonna let my girl you know dictate whatever which you know hey man if that's what if that's if that's the way you are man that's 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 fine it's just you put them behind a keyboard and talk about shit oh yeah that's yeah yeah, (laughs) yeah, that type of guy you know where you know that same guy you know i mean i'd go over and you know stand next to him and, and it's like hey you know let's let's go ahead and talk about what we need to talk about you know and he'd be the first one man you know look at his feet and you know back up and, and and i don't know i mean it's i see a lot of that especially man with people on the phone i mean you could just tell that's who they are you know on the phone even you know ordering ordering dinner you know they they're just they just kind of talk kind of like this they're real you know i'll just take a medium pepperoni pizza and i'm like what I mean, damn, dude, speak up. I think last time I worked for you, it was every other call. You got to speak up. I can't hear you. Yeah. you know? I, I mean, I know I don't I don't hear very well, but still it's nothing to do with the way these you're whispering to these me. guys. Well, when the when the when the the girls out there are more dominant, you well, know, they have to. They got to take up a slack. They've got know? to. Man. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Why all of a sudden, man? This whole wave of guys being so really you know so frail so i don't know man i just don't get it you know it's just it's just a totally different way and it's just a different way of connecting with people like this whole online thing it's just different they don't even know what gender they are (laughs) oh my gosh man that's so that's i mean it's not confusing when you put it like you know what do you what do you got that's that's for real well i don't know i got this but i'm not real sure about it i see so many (laughs) So many women that that say that I'm bi or I'm poly or I'm this that and the other. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, I'm carbon fiber. That's I mean, God, I'm a car man. hood. I'll just take whatever comes along. Type I'm a car hood. <laughs> I identify as a I car hood. As car hood. <laughs> carbon carbon poly fiber. Yeah, I'm yeah. not knocking anybody, know. man, for having their own. Do you, you know, think? You know, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just. There's a, it's a, a very dominant wave of, of uh, people not being certain who they are, or where well, they're if from. Somebody, was, if somebody goes, hey, you know, call me they them. Fuck, I'll, I'll call you they them. It's fine, you know. But for them to come at me, threatening me like with violence, if I don't call them that, well, you can just go fuck yourself. You know, I, which they'd be happy to do, <laughs> which they, they do every night anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's I don't I don't understand it because I don't live in their head. I've noticed it uh, with my job that, you know, people who work in a lab to begin with are pretty um, right brained all about figures and stats and what, you know, people. They have got no social skills whatsoever. And then on top of that, the ones who work overnight, who don't, <laughs> who don't associate with anything in society, you know, uh, they really have got. There's certain labs I go to to make a delivery, and when I walk in there, they sit and stare at me. I put the box down. Y'all have a good night, and they just look at me. They walk off the door. They, no, don't wave a hand. And I've got some of them. Hey, what's going on? Ain't seen you in a couple of weeks. What was going? You know. Those are few and far between. Most of them are very withdrawn people. Um, it's like real men are are being watered down. You gotta know, be. You, you just it's just so much. If we don't, we get canceled now. We get outed. 
Well, you know, tell you get, what, get man, this this table full of tough guys right here, man, is <laughs> you know, it just it you know it almost makes me want to just sometimes pull a guy out of the car and just go just I'm just gonna finish shake his shit straight out of you, boy. <laughs> Good. Ooh, come here. Shake you to death, motherfucker. I'm fixing to put you behind a lawnmower, man. I'm fixing to, <laughs> I'm to toughen you up, man. Break that bear. From, from, this from yard. experience, I can tell you right down now, man. You will sweat yeah. that shit out of you. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's, I don't know where it all. I don't know what was the tipping point to start this. It's just same thing I said. I've had people say, "Why don't you use your real name on your shit?" What? You can't say anything now. Worry about getting canceled. You know. You own a business. You own a business. People who come to this show, I want them to feel comfortable. And if using a pseudonym for their name, what they want to do, do it. Protect yourself. You got to now. Yeah. You know, that's the reason I've I've tried to keep as much of my private life off the internet as possible. I don't want somebody going to my employer and saying, Oh, he said that I was a pussy because I didn't mow my yard, you know. That's all it takes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you are. and <laughs> In this climate now, I mean, this is what we've got to do. Yeah. It's, it's become so ridiculous that you can't say anything without being called out over some bullshit. Yeah, that's it, it's it's kind of it, it does get to a ridiculous point. And and again, I am not saying anything negative about somebody, man, who is you know unclear of of what gender they are, or how they roll, or any of that stuff like that, man. That's not what I'm saying. It's just that I do recognize seeing it a lot more over the last few years than I have in the past. Like when when I first started dealing with the public, it was a very clear cut. You know, if somebody was if if somebody was was uh, was gay, I guess yeah. you'd say that. If somebody was gay, it was very clear. You know, that and he was still a dude. Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> it, it, it was you know, <laughs> and now you just go. I don't I don't even know, man. If that dude. Over there is, yeah, I don't know. And you you were you were teenagers during the eighties when the androgynous thing was really hot too. Oh man, I mean, yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, you couldn't. There wasn't none of that, man. You kept it in the you kept it in the in the shadows. Well, come on, what about the guy that's some poison, man? Come on, that feathered hair. Oh, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, everybody was dressing like you know, dressing like girls and stuff back then, man. But I, I remember seeing uh, a quote from Vince Neil off of. Uh, uh, Motley Crue, he's like, yeah, we may dress like girls, but we'll kick your ass, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Just to prove that I can. <laughs> yeah. He goes, man, you know, I may wear high heels and and uh, uh, make up like your girlfriend, man, but I'll guys, step off man, stage like, and like stomp a hole in you. Crew, step off stage and take your girl. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Happily. It should yeah. go along with it. Right. Like all the uh, crew, um, Poison, Hanoi Rocks, all those guys just – Feathered hair, you know, 18 damn earrings. And that was like the end of the world around here during the 80s. You know, going to hell in a handbasket. Whole, whole damn world because these boys running out here with wearing fishnets for shirts. and well, We couldn't even handle Elvis <laughs> shaking his hips. Yes, yeah, it's very I true. Mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, it's, um, like I said, it. it like, like you just said, back in the day, if if a, if a guy or girl was gay, that they were gay, but they were still a guy or girl. Now they're poly by pansexual, and you don't know you don't know what to call them because you're afraid you're going to get yelled at by some 
green haired goblin, you know, you don't know what to do anymore. Yeah. What letter are we today? <laughs> I, the L or the G? I, I, who knows? I don't know. Uh, I don't even know what all of them mean. They keep adding more to it. And now there's like a plus and a gray and alphabet what? soup, man. Alphabet soup. What the hell does it mean? <laughs> you went on vacation, didn't you? I just took like a little little mini break. You want to um, talk about it? Where'd you go? What'd you do? Just just a mini break, man. I just just got out of town for a you know for a small amount of time just to go clear my head. I was having some you know just some just just dealing with all a bunch of stuff and okay. and you know I was just trying to just get out and um, so basically, man, just I, a little getaway, just a little getaway. Yeah, did you have a good time? Uh, I did, man. I did. So you went cross eyed. Before I went cross all this, <laughs> yeah, the good old days. Um, but yeah, it was just a it was just a little mini getaway. Good deal. Yeah, it's good for you. Just had to yeah unplug and go. Me and Tinker planning our next one. Nassau's opening up November eighth. They've had they have that whole city on lockdown till November. Till this coming November, holy smokes! It's been over a year. You talk about it, like a place like Nassau that lives on tourism. Has been locked down for over a year. How much Bitcoin is it going to cost you to go? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we can count that high or not. One Musk token. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. Y'all are going to hit the mountains, you said, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah. yeah we're you're, leaving you're Wednesday. Go- this week, yeah. Yep. Anywhere particularly y'all going? You're just going to get, just get going a cabin? To, we're going to Chattanooga. Okay. Uh, for a couple of days. You're going to see Rock City? Yep. 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 Ruby Falls? Yep. And then nothing on the agenda after that. The aquarium. Um, you got to go to the if aquarium. If it's not raining us out, we might. Um, I might try to get my brother-in-law to go and play some disc golf. But um, there's a really cool course up there called the Sinks. Have so you been I, to the aquarium up there? Out. I've never been to Chattanooga and stayed. Oh, the Chattanooga Aquarium is Tennessee I've Aquarium. Heard it's a really nice. Yes, aquarium. dude. Hell yeah. Uh, so I don't know. We might take you know some time, but the only two things really on our itinerary are. Uh, Ruby Falls and Rock City. You got to. Yeah. Those would be cool. Those would both be really cool. I'm for it. I think they'll yeah. arrest you if you leave the state. I'm, I won't be going. here. So I'm, I don't, doesn't matter what we do. I'm not here. <laughs> yeah. I'm on vacation. So cool. Getting out of town. Yeah. <clears throat> I took a little bit of a, I took a little bit of a break, um, from doing, doing so much weight, um, because my clothes are starting to, starting to fit different man and i didn't i don't really want the look of uh of somebody man that's a you know excessive yeah. you know i mean i, I want to be i mean i want to be fit and i want to be toned and stuff but i don't want to have that that appearance when you all when you first see somebody you're like going man that dude may be close to doing steroids or something you know i mean that's not what i'm looking for you know and and so i really had to take a break and add more cardio and stuff in stuff that i wasn't doing you know, I do, you know, just, I just do ton. It's my, it's the way I release the negative stuff in me, you know, is to do something physical. And, and I've started adding this, uh, it's not a jog. It's a very fast paced walk. Um, it's, I call it power walking. Um, and that really helps, uh, me because I mean, I can, it's, it's, I guess the, level or the stage or whatever on the treadmill that's like one notch or maybe two notches right below where i would be jogging 
you know, so it's about the fastest walking pace. Yeah. Um, and um, I've been doing that for an hour um, pretty much um, here lately, you know, and then um, – and while I'm doing that, I'm I'm trying to, you know, incorporate, you know, I'm trying to think of different body parts, you know, while I'm doing this power walker. So I'm, I'm, I'm clenching my abs. I'm trying to, you know, really keep my core tight while I'm walking. And then, you know, I, I'll, I'll do that for, a, you know, a, a little while, you know, maybe a, a certain length of, of time or a certain distance, you know, and then I'll take a, you know, a, like a, a two minute break or a three minute break or something. And then I'll, I'll continue this, this power walk, you know, maybe holding my, holding my hands out, you know, straight out. And then as you're walking, you know, you're getting this bounce, which is a tremendous shoulder and neck and back and arm. I mean, it's just a, it's a good upper body workout, you know, just trying to keep your arms out. And then, um, and then there, you know, I'll take another break and, and then I'll, while I'm doing this power walking, I'll try to maybe, you know, try to concentrate more on my glutes and, you know, and maybe pull them with my hamstrings instead of just the walk. So I'm, I'm trying to, to work different parts of my body, you know, while I'm doing one exercise, uh, or, or my cardio, um, and it's, it's overall, man, just to try to exhaust my body just completely, you know, so I can relax and I can shut my mind off, or at least I'll be so tired that I won't hear my mind, Yeah, you know? Um, so, uh, it's, you know, and then there's days where there's just so many voices in my head that are just talking so much BS. I can't, I can't, I can't shut it off. So I'll have to go back or I'll have to do something else. I just, I've, uh, out of all the out of all the coping mechanisms you could use, you picked the best one. Well, I've tried just about all of them. Well, I mean, at least you're not like, dang, I hate this. At, at least you're not, you know, tying off your arm or something. No. You know, or, or drinking yourself to sleep or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've figured out, man, over the years um, that, you know, when I when I drink, when I have something heavy going on in my life, that I, I, I dwell on it. You just pouring gasoline on the fire. That's all you're doing. Yeah, and you know, and just any other numbing type uh, way, it's just it's just not very effective. And and I don't necessarily know, man, that this is you know as effective, but it it does do a few different things, man. It gives it, you know it, it like I said, it, it exhausts my body. You know, where I'm, if my mind is really busy, then I get a chance to lay down and, and go to sleep fairly quickly. I don't have to hear a whole lot of it in my head where if I'm not completely exhausted, I, I'll lay there longer. And then sometimes, man, you know, <clears throat> it'll just continue to, to bounce around and, and the hamster wheel, the hamster wheel. Yep. And it's always worst case scenario type stuff. It's never just, you know, something reasonable. So, um, you know, and then, and then taking, taking all this anxiety and, and, and moving it in a positive way, uh, it, it does, it has reshaped my body, you know, in a positive way to give me more confidence, you know, um, just overall. And it's, and it's, this is really more who I am, you know, and, and inside of me, I mean, I'm, I'm in my soul, I'm a physically fit person. You know, my, my outsides may not always look like it, but on the inside, I'm an athlete. I'm, I, I feel like an athlete. I feel like this is, this, this is more who I really am versus 
Well, shit, dude. Right. I mean, you you were on the wrestling team in high school. You get to, you get to be fucking yeah, I mean, fit to do that shit. Yeah, I mean, and like, it's like I'm saying. I mean, it was a, you know, it's just kind of this is this is my my go to. Yeah, you know, and and uh, and it may not work for everybody, you know. And I know that there's lots of people out there that might say, you know, I wish I could do that because I've got it, but I've got an injury or I've got this or that or whatever. Um, and and I and I I say to those folks, don't give up hope. You know, don't don't let a knee injury or a hip injury or a shoulder injury or something like that keep you from doing something that you can. You know, you can work your abs every day of the week. You can do your core. You can stretch, you know, the yoga and all the different things, you know, that are out there. Something physical um, that that might be able to help relieve some some anxiety or something. Can you know? Just breathe. Yeah, absolutely, I mean, man. There's all sorts of breathing techniques and yeah. stuff like that that, that relieve stress. And um, you know, I used to do that DDP yoga every day. And when I got on it, dude, I dropped weight like a motherfucker. I mean, it, it was like it was peeling a banana. It was just come. I was just falling. Like a month in, I was getting like ab definition already. Yeah. And so I've got to get back on that. And his stuff is made for. He has a whole course for people who are immobile, people who are so big they can't do even the simplest pose. He's got a whole ser- he got a, a whole session of just doing yoga in bed on your back, mm-hmm. where he's like, you know, pull this leg up, pull it as high as you can, you know. Okay, now keep your legs straight, twist your body this way, stretch the other side of the bed. I mean, he, he's really encouraging if you if you don't know who Diamond Dallas Page is. He was a wrestler from back in the nineties and, uh, he had a, I think it was a back injury mm-hmm. that really messed him up pretty bad. And like, he had no hope and his doctor's like, you know, you can try yoga. He's like, yoga, that frou frou shit. You know, he was a man's man, mm-hmm. you know, and he kind of took what it, it, it solved his back problem. And so he took that and added like some, like you said, some isometric exercising mm-hmm. of just focusing and push, you know, like like you're just pushing against yourself, trying to move something. And uh, yeah, I saw results like almost immediately. Um, my big issue is now the uh, the dining options for me at night. If I don't take my lunch to work with me, I've got Waffle House, Taco Bell, or McDonald's. You know, you know and that's a it's a big issue right there. Yeah. Food, um, food's the easiest thing to just give up on. Oh yeah. And just fall in. It's, I mean, it's, it's too, it's too easy to not do the right thing when, with food. Oh know? yeah. It, 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 if, if, and I don't know if you like, if you like, if you like fruit, um, but it's always good to try to keep you some sort of, even if it's dried fruit, you know, like the dried pineapples, incredible, or all sorts of different healthier snacks, buy you a bag of, you know, those dried peanuts, man, that you pop in the shells open, you know, and give yourself a little bit of something that's not fried. Yeah. You know, because like you said, you know, late at night, man, it's all fried. It's all something, man, that really has got more calories than good in it. And uh, it's really taking a lot more of your, you know, the body to burn all that crap and, off. I mean, and really, I'm not, you know, now I'm just driving a vehicle all night long. It's like, you know, I, of course, I unload my van, load my van, whatever. You know, but better part of the, the night, I'm stuck behind the wheel of, of a vehicle mm-hmm. or 
look at that computer screen waiting for an order to, to pop up, you know. Uh, but Tink does. That's something that I really appreciate. I don't tell her enough how much I appreciate it. Um, she'll make my lunch for me. She did it for a while and kind of fell off because her work got all wishy-washy and everything. But she started doing it again now. And she'll fix me like, you know, it'll be like a, um, a turkey and cheese sandwich, you know, and like uh, like some kind of baked potato chips or Pringles or something, something that's not just fried potato chips. Mm-hmm. And then she'll put like a couple uh, – Sticks of cheese for a snack, a uh, bag of cashews, a banana, and then like a piece of sugar-free chocolate in there. And that does me for the whole night. That's great. You know, and it's something that I can just kind of, if I'm driving, I can still reach over in that in that lunchbox, pull up that stick of cheese to mm-hmm. not want while I'm, while I'm driving it, which is better than stopping and getting like the family-sized barbecue potato chips. Right. You know. Yeah. To last me for the night. That are full of sodium. <laughs> Which I do not need, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, yeah, like I was telling you, I, there's not a whole lot of, there's not a whole lot of 6'3", 300-pound guys walking around at 75. No. You know? Yeah. And Now's so, the time, man, to be proactive about it. I mean, anytime you can start, you know, looking at your health and, and, and saying, hey, look, I, I, I want my future better. Yeah. You know, it's the time to start. And any way you can, I mean, like you said, you, you drive all the time, you know, so you're, you're really not able to, to do as much physically, you know, as you would, but something you could think about, man, is getting some of those grippers, you know, some of those hand grip mm-hmm. things, you know, you can get a full body workout oh, yeah. if, you, if you believe it or not, man, just doing your, those little grip squeeze things. And, um, there's all sorts of, I mean, while you're, while you're driving, you know, you can be holding your abs in, you know, and holding, holding things and, and even doing like, you know, just arm curls you know and stuff just small things that to kill time it's just you and the road and you know and your favorite music and if you go hey look you know through this song i'm gonna do right arm curls and you know and then through the next song i'll do left arm curls so look really good on that drive camera well, hey, man. You know? <laughs> call me and go what were you doing with your lunch box oh, i have a five pound weight in there i was doing arm curls while I was driving. <laughs> I, without a weight yeah without a weight. i would just, just move my just, arm up yeah, and down just, I, yeah just air curls you know, I mean, you could flex your arm, you know, to where yeah. you can really put the pressure on it, you know, or, or put some pressure on it, and you'd be amazed. Isokinetic exercise. Yeah. It's yeah. just, you know, tension. Tension, yeah, just yeah. just self-imposed tension. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I, I just I really feel like there's a lot of opportunities, you know, for even people that, that sit at a desk all day, you know, to do the same. You know, you can you can start with your with your core. You know, if if you're all hunched over and you have back problems like I, I have had in my past, you know, quite often, you know, the more, the more core exercises I do, the less back pain I have. And, um, which is, which is, you would, you kind of almost think that it's kind of counterintuitive, isn't it? The more, yeah, the more you're moving, the more you're going to hurt. But the, the least, the, the lesser movement that I do, the more pain I have. And, um. And so, um, my pain, my physical pain levels now where it, when I'm not working out, I'm usually walking around at fives and sixes, you know, and, and quite a bit of pain most, <clears throat> excuse me, most days. Now I'm walking around with like twos and threes, yeah. you know, where it's spotty pain, you know, and, and a lot of that's just from overuse, over exercise. Well, I went and saw my massage therapist Friday and, and of course she gives me hell Every time I come in there and this week, you know, she's like, roll over because it starts off that on your back, 
and she does, does like, or you start off laying like on, on your chest and she works my back. Cause that's like my it's, majority of my body is my back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to, to be, you know, six foot three, I only have a 32 inch inseam. I mean, I've, I've got a long body, you know? And so, um, and so I was laying, laying on my belly and she was working my back. She's all right, roll over. So she, I rolled over and she got down to my feet and she grabbed my ankles. She's like, uh, uh-uh. I said, what do you find my ankles? She's like, you feel this? And she pinched like my Achilles tendon and not hard. And it hurt like a motherfucker. And she's like, you've got to stretch your feet. She's, this is ridiculous. She's, you're holding so much tension just in your Achilles. So you're going to, these are going to snap one day and you're going to be in a world of hurt. Oh, I'm like, yeah, I didn't think about that, <laughs> but you don't think about your Achilles tendon until something bad. I pulled mine one time in high school. Didn't even didn't tear it. Just, just strained it. I was hobbled. That shit hurt so damn bad. Yeah. I've heard of so many guys tearing their Achilles tendon entirely. And it's a, it's a world to recover from. Hmm. Yeah. They don't want anything like that. Simple stretch. Took Brad Pitt out of a whole movie. (laughs) Funny, funny, funny. (laughs) That's a Troy reference right there. Yeah. (laughs) Cause he played Achilles. Yeah. Oh, what an asshole. That was a good movie though. That's a badass. The first time I watched that movie, I like rewound the when he was fighting uh, Orlando Bloom. It went Orlando. He played Paris, so, or was I don't it remember. Christian? No, it went Christian Bell. Who was it? Fuck. Anyway, the fight they had outside the walls of Troy. Yeah, and they hooked him up to the back of the chariot, yeah. and drove away, and dragged him behind out front, calling Hector, Hector, Hector. Yeah. <laughs> Hector. That shit. I was like, oh god. Yeah. Now you'd never see some. Fruity boys now, man. <laughs> Roll up, man, somewhere and start yelling out there at somebody's front door going, Hector! You'd be more like, Hector! Hector. Like, oh, get... Who's Stop whispering it. outside? I don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> Golly, oh, man. Now, man. See, that's a real man. You're going to roll up in somebody else's front yard. Snatch a life out of him and then tie him with a string, man. <laughs> and run and drag him back, him back. Drag yeah. him back across the damn desert. Dude, that, that shit was, what was it? Uh, the very beginning of that, when he was, they were going to have like, the champion fight and they called Achilles and they had to yeah. pull the four women off of him to get out of bed. Yeah. You know, and him and Barabbas were out there. The kid handed him, like, the, he was like half drunk, hands him like the shield and the sword. He, the kid said something to him. He's like, and that's what they'll never remember your name. Yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck. Good. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> I know. Fuck you, kid. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Yeah, that was that whole movie was, every fight scene in that movie was great. It, it, was, was, it a, was so well done. Yeah. And Brian Cox playing the emperor or whatever, he was so good at that, too. It's definitely worth, you know, most, like like guy movies, you know, you're going to see some 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 badass stuff in it, you know, and that was a, a movie pack full of it. A ton really of was. it. Yeah. That one. And, um, was the other one I watched, um, kind of on the same time I watched Troy, then I watched something else too. And both those back to back, it was like, holy shit. Like, it was like a, like the gladiator. Or it may, I don't, I don't, the 300, 300. I don't remember what it was. I don't, it may not even been set like at ancient times, but whatever it was, had a badass fight, a couple badass fight scenes in it too. I had to rewind and rewatch them. That, uh, yeah, it was John Wick. Oh, I've got to show Pop that movie. He would love it. Oh my, it's 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 so good. Yeah. The second one I went too wild about. I was like, or the third one, I was like, eh. 
using a horse for a weapon now. I'm kind of over that. Give me that good gun foo from the first one. You know, motherfuckers killed his dog. You're going to fuck with the boogeyman. Okay. He'll come snatch your soul, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Anything else tonight? Oh, let me see, man. There was, there was something, man, I was thinking earlier in the week. Uh, I wanted to I wanted to text it to you guys, man. And I was like, no, nah, man, I'll just wait. So we're going to have to do in the group chat. Start texting stuff to each other so we have an outline for the show. Yeah. I guess not, man. I guess I'll just think about it and send it to you and we'll maybe talk about it next time, I guess. All right. Gee? I'm just ready to get tomorrow over with. Man, I'm, I'm so glad you didn't book your vacation <laughs> during my recording week. I really appreciate that a whole lot. Yeah, we, we called it just for you. I'm sure you did. Just to make sure I was here to <laughs> piss off everyone who's confused about their gender. <laughs> no one listens to this show. Don't worry about it. It's okay. It's cool. Now, we were going to... I was going to record... But if you are, I will listen. Yeah. Because I have no idea. And I'm all ears, and I am a friendly to you. So, if you are confused and need someone to talk to... We can work it out. Sure. We'll figure I'm it out. I'm all ears. Come on. Yeah. Make, help me understand. Yeah. yeah. Please do. Help us help you. I, 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 there's one thing I will never be, and it's willfully ignorant. Absolutely. So, if anyone's got anything to say, I'm all ears. And you're welcome to call into the show. If y'all ever want to do a call-in show... Let us know. I can set it up through Telegram or whatever. We can take listener calls if you want to. Uh, I think the guys over at GTST are actually recording right now on Telegram. We may crash their show if y'all want to when we get down here. Sure. Fuck with them for a little bit. Anyway, thanks for listening to this episode of The Hango Show. Be sure to check out tripodbroadcasting.com for all our shows on the network. Guys, give that some thought. Rick and the boys over there at Barnhill Outdoors. Check out all the shows there. Also, thanks to our sponsors, ebles.com, E-A-B-L-E-S. You can save 15% on some premium CBD products with the promo code HANGO. Also, go by mydelta8.com and see what they have going on over there. Again, Harpoon Jut, I love you guys. Thanks for coming on again. And I love all you out there listening to this show. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye.